You know, um, okay, I need this. We are doing a s- series called The Walk, and uh, has to do with becoming and being radical followers of Jesus in lots of different foundational ways. And so in many ways, uh, you've heard what's been said already, and you know, Lynn has spoken and I spoke about being radical lovers of God and spilling that love over to other people. Lynn talked about sowing and reaping and loving. Rob talked about uh, being connected to the Lord and in the same way that the Lord walked in the garden with Adam, uh, he wants to walk with us in our gardens, wherever they would happen to be. So the Lord desires and delights and loves to fellowship with us. You know, when I look around, I see a lot of you, I know a lot of you, but there's some I don't know that well. And so the language that we use here at this church uh, might be confusing, maybe, or just simply something you haven't heard before. So we talk about not step-by-step kind of being... Um, obedient people in God following his rules, that's part of what we do, but the real heart of what we do here at this church is we teach intimate relationship with the living God. So we are living human organisms, and we are made in the image of a living God, and so we're made to have connection to him and him to us, and so we can hear his voice, we can sense his presence. I mean, I don't know about you, but this morning, did you guys sense the, just this blanket of God's love, right? And his presence. And for some of you, that may be a little bit alien, but this is what it's like to gather together as a church. Now, that word in the New Testament simply means called out ones, those who are called out from the world system, and, and they're in the kingdom of God. And so when we get together our spirits combine with the Spirit of God, and, and God reigns and rules, and it's so beautiful. And I was talking before about the life of God. Do you know that I believe that when we worship the Lord and we're in His presence and we hear words from people, we allow and encourage people to come up and speak what God puts on their hearts? And I think what happens is there, there is just a, a profusion of the beauty of the life that's in God that flows into human beings, right? So the life of God that comes... I mean, you may have walked in here tired in body. But but seriously, the spirit of the living God, the energy of that life that's in him flows into this tired old body. (laughs) And quickens, that word means gives, li- gives life, yes. gives life to the very cells of you <laughs> and the cells of me. And so we walk out of meeting with God filled That's right. with new life. And it's so awesome. And, and, and just never be deceived 
on Sunday morning when you, when you wake up and you go, oh man, I would love to stay in bed this morning. And it's really cold out there. Just know that if you can make it to the place where God's people gather and the, the spirit of God comes and he's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And so he comes and he, he intertwines with us and he fills our spirits, our innermost being. He fills our souls, the elements of our personality, and he fills our bodies. And we walk in sick a little bit and, and, and maybe a little bit tired, and, but we walk out. Man, the scripture says that for us who are just a little bit older, our youth is renewed like the eagle. That's a good thing. You know, we have an eagle who has adopted us, apparently. He, he sits out in that tree all the time. So we have our official barn eagle. All right. Uh, listen, I, <clears throat> this is going to be a two-part teaching because I don't have enough time to teach all of what I was going to teach on. But I do want to get started today. And I want to get started by, by telling you that what the Lord has put on my heart to teach us has to do with some kind of foundational spiritual principles for how to live in the blessing of the kingdom of God. And this is, I think this is an important teaching, or I wouldn't be giving it. I think it's an important teaching. I think that hopefully our eyes are going to be opened um, to see some things, particularly during this first teaching, but now the second one as well. I have a second topic. I have a first topic, second topic. First topic was supposed to be given today, but actually it's going to be given today and next week as well. And by the way, Titus and Tina will be here next week. Yeah. Titus is going to be leading communion. He's also going to be sharing whatever the Lord gives him prophetically for us as a body. So that's going to be cool. Um, So I want to talk about some foundational things about living in the kingdom of God, walking in the kingdom of God, walking steadily, walking solidly, being a real, genuine, loving, powerful Christian in the world. Not being some false image of a religious individual, but being a genuine Christian, reflecting, radiating Jesus himself who dwells within us, out from us. That's what a Christian is. That's what a Christian does. The life of Jesus actually flows out. So the nature of Jesus impacts others through us. That's what being a Christian really is. So I want to talk this morning about a real key that has come more sharply into focus for me uh, over the past few weeks. And it has to do with something that is really foundational. And you might think, well, why are you teaching on this? It's so basic. We know about this. But it has to do with obedience, obedience that flows from our intimacy with God. So if you remember last week, Rob talked about God walking with us in our garden and, and us developing with him that intimacy that we carry with us every day in various venues. It could be a, our home, it could be a marketplace, it could be our career uh, venue, whatever we happen to do. We can always be communing with the Lord. That word commune has to do with, with one person and another person communicating, conversing together. So he kind of set this up, what I'm going to be talking about today, because it has to do with this interaction, what I like to call our dialogic relationship with God. We are designed to have dialogue with God. 
Dialogue is not monologue. You know, a lot of people feel that, that they're bored by, by uh, prayer because they see prayer as monologue, right? So most of us were trained, have you said your prayers? Well, saying our prayers means you come to God and you give him the list of what you need. But it was never really meant to be that way. When God walked with Adam in the garden, it was an interactive relationship. Adam was talking to God. God was speaking to Adam. God has a voice. And the voice of God, which is the flowing of the thoughts of God into our minds and our hearts or the sensings that that our spirits pick up that the Lord is communicating to us, a sense maybe of danger or a sense of, of favor and blessing he wants us to move toward or a sense of danger he wants us to stay away. So when we walk... By the Spirit, we walk in that connection with God himself, and God is actually our guide. God is actually our leader. So our lives are not our own anymore. We're led by the one who loves us and gave his life for us. And so he dwells within us, and he communicates to us, and we communicate to him. So what I want to talk about today, I want to talk about this notion of obey. I want to do a couple of slides just to set things up, and then I'm going to tell you a story from my own life that illustrates the power of obedience. So very simply, both in the Old and New Testament, the word obey or obedience means to do what you hear. So think of that concept applied to you who are parents with regard to your children. When they obey you, they do what they hear you say. Am I right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pay attention. (laughs) So, obedience becomes possible once we clearly hear what is being told to us to do. I used to be kind of vaguely condemned inside because I would read through Scripture and I'd read books that other Christians have written about the great adventures that they had overseas or or what they were doing in their own churches or whatever. and, And I would come away from reading about all that and thinking, man, they're doing all this stuff and I am just, I must be so disobedient. Why? I don't do that stuff. I, I, and, and it finally dawned on me, I think it was the Lord who told me, that obedience is doing faithfully what you hear the Lord saying to you in an anointed way. Disobedience comes when you don't do what you hear God saying to you in an anointed way. But you're not disobedient if you're not doing what you haven't been told. (laughs) So I was freed. I am responsible to be in relationship with the Lord so that I am connected with him dialogically, I'm in dialogue with him. 
So I can hear his voice. My, my God, the God of the universe, has a voice. He can speak to billions of people at the same time. And he speaks to me in ways that I can understand. When we teach on this, I love to say to, to those who are learning how to hear the voice of God, to me, the thoughts of God that flow to me into my mind, and I often write them down when they do, I, I, I explain it this way. I feel like I'm being gently spoken to. I feel like I'm being gently spoken. It's different than the flow of my own thoughts. My own thoughts have a feel to them, but the thoughts of the Lord to me have a distinctive and unique feel as well. So, to obey is to do what you hear. And those who have been fully trained in the Lord... And this is our goal here at the church. We want to see every person God brings to the barn to be fully trained in how to know the Lord, how to walk in the Lord, how to hear from the Lord for you. And then the step you get after you you have to take after you hear is you have to then do. And so this is what the scripture says the disciple has to do when he's be fully trained he will be like the master doing what the master did not just knowing what the master knew now next week i'm going to be getting into some scriptures that have to do with this power of obedience and we're going to explain a little bit more about the difference between just knowing something but not doing it versus knowing it and then doing it And there's a deception involved when you know something and you don't act on it. All right? Okay. Now, here's the point I want to make and then I want to tell you a story. I've come to see that for me to experience the power of God in my life coming towards me And in my ministry, flowing out from me towards others, there is a trigger point. And this trigger point is, in fact, the act of my obedience to what I am hearing. I have come to see that there's a vast difference between me sitting in this chair here and thinking about what I'm going to be teaching to you and then maybe, this doesn't happen too often, but it used to happen all the time for me, getting all anxious and fearful. Does that happen to anybody? Fearful and anxious about what I'm going to say. Well, will God show up and and will I speak clearly and will what he wants to be communicated come through me? There's a huge difference between me going through a head thing like that here where ideas and knowledge and thoughts are flowing around my head and then me taking the microphone and standing up and opening my mouth and being obedient to what I know God wants me to give and as soon as I step into that place of obedience, the power of God starts flowing. And that's a critical principle for all of us to know. 
It's in the doing of the will of God that the power of the will of God is activated into the earth. We can know it all. I mean, you guys are filled with Bible knowledge. But if you don't do what the Bible says, the knowledge that's there in idea form actually, says the scripture, and we'll get to this next week, actually, it deludes you. If you think having knowledge alone is good enough, you have to put it into practice. Guess what you're going to remember from this teaching? <laughs> Bruce jumped from the stage to the floor. But that was meant <laughs> to illustrate obedience, right? I'm stepping into the action that brings that knowledge into reality in a practical way, and that's where the power of God is. You got to know that. That's where the power of God is. Now, let me tell you a story that illustrates this. Remember, What's the definition of obedience? To do what you hear. And I'm talking about hearing the personal voice of God speak to you. Let me tell you a story and we'll end. <clears throat> a number of years ago, maybe, maybe 15, 20 years ago now, I was um, <clears throat> teaching my son Jonathan to drive the tractor. I have a tractor, a Ford tractor, a Ford 2600 tractor. Uh, it's got tires up, the back tires about up to here, and front tires are normal. It's not a huge tractor, but not a small tractor. It's not a, a, a yard tractor. It's a real farm tractor. So I was teaching him to drive it. And some of you know this story, but most of you probably don't. So in order to do that, <clears throat> he was on the seat of the tractor, and there's a gear shift here, and there's a throttle, and it's got a clutch, and it's got a brake, so the clutch, obviously, as you, know, as you know, needs to be put in in order to shift, and then, then you take the clutch off, and the tractor starts to go forward, right? So Jonathan was sitting in the, in the uh, um, seat of the tractor, and I was standing on the running board. You know that thing right over there? And that's where the, uh, the clutch was that Jonathan would put his foot on in order to you know, put the thing in gear. So I was standing there kind of coaching him along, and so I was coaching him. I said, okay, so you've got it in gear now. Now, let's go forward with it. So take your foot off the clutch. And he did. In a moment. And it's called popping the clutch. And when he popped the clutch, the tractor leaped forward. And Bruce fell from the running board backwards onto the floor, the ground. This was not, not inside a building. This was the floor, I mean the floor, the ground. And the tire, can I try, try, try to, well, it's the tire itself was. Be still. <laughs> this was the rear tire. This was the front tire of the tractor. I was standing on the running board, and when he popped the clutch, I fell backwards like this. 
the tractor was starting to move forward at a relatively accelerated velocity. And I was like this. And I heard so clearly people who talk about hearing the voice of God, sometimes they talk about an audible voice. An audible voice is when there actually is real physical sound that the Lord speaks in and you hear him from the outside. Other people talk about the internal voice of the Lord and they talk about they can talk about an internal whisper, but they can also talk about an internal shout. And I got internally shouted at by the Lord. Now, it was either a Lord, either the Lord, which I think it was, or an angel. But I believe it was the Lord who spoke to me because into my mind, and this is, we're talking about probably half a second. Into my mind, you want me to get up? <laughs> careful, into my mind came this word, roll, R-O-L-L. And so I just did this thing that I couldn't duplicate now. (laughs) I flipped my body, because if I'd have gone forward, that wouldn't have been good. So it went right into the tractor, and then the wheels would have gone right over me. That back wheel would have gone right over me. But I flipped my body like this, and here's where I believe there was the intervention of an angel. Because I did humanly what I can't do humanly. And I believe it was an angelic assistance that actually took the foot and leg part of my body and went... And I went back like this, and as I was going back, I felt the tire brush my butt. (laughs) And there went the tractor. (laughs) Jonathan's driving away. (laughs) Now, he, of course, felt horrible about this. And, you know, I mean, it wasn't his fault at all. But that's a perfect illustration of doing what I heard, right? I obeyed that internal shout. And this story is very similar to stories you've probably heard about people who've said, in fact, it may have happened to you. You know, I was driving, I was coming up a hill, and all of a sudden I got this strong voice in my mind, pull over on the side of the road. You've heard those stories, that's pretty common. And I believe that that's the voice of the Lord, and, of course, there's usually a you know, tractor-trailer coming on the wrong side of the road coming towards you. So that was preservation that God gave. Now, in that case, there probably wasn't angelic intervention. But in this case, I believe that the voice of the Lord spoke to me. By the grace of God, thank you, Lord, I obeyed. <laughs> and I'll tell you next week, I am usually not an instant obeyer. I'm usually a, well, I thought about it today. What what word? I'm a, uh, I'm an eventual obeyer. (laughs) I get to it, but usually not the first time he speaks. And I don't know why that is, except I'm still not perfect. (laughs) But that's part of my nature. I hear God, but the way he wants it to work, 
He wants us to be obedient people. And remember, at the point of obedience, when we actually do what we hear God say, then at that point, the power of God hits and what he wants done gets done through us. Now, he wanted to preserve my life. He was not done with me on the earth. Devil wanted to kill me. And he used Jonathan. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. But the Lord succeeded and the enemy failed. And so, next week, I'll be talking in more depth about this. We're going to talk a little bit about why we don't obey God. Why am I an eventual obeyer instead of an instant obeyer? We'll talk a little bit about that, and I think it will relate to you as well. So, let's stand together. God... We come to you right now, Lord, and we, we see, Lord, or we're beginning to see this critical insight from your word that obedience to the voice of the Lord is the key to walking in kingdom power. And God, I pray for every one of my brothers and sisters in this room that we would walk out of here today with that truth embedded in our hearts and that when we hear you prompt us to go pray for this person, to give that person a call, to don't forget to reconcile with the person who, who has a broken relationship with us. When we hear these things that you say to us, Lord, I pray for every one of us in this room that you would give us grace from you to be obedient sons and daughters. And when we obey, we know that your power is going to work. So make us obedient kids in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Those who need general prayer for anything, come forward here. Anybody, specific prayer for healing, we always offer that after every service to my left prophetic ministry to my right if you're confused about anything and you want to hear the voice of God come up and receive prophetic ministry